0: The Performa Trauma podcast with the sensational Joseph Rice interviewing Eliza Butterworth for today's episode of Performer Trauma, and here we have the wonderful Joseph.
1: <laughs> Eliza Butterworth.
0: Hello, dear.
1: So where <laughs> did we meet, my darling? So,
0: Angel, we are drama school buddies, and we, we met at the old road. No matter how you word it, it sounds like you're being a bit of a uh, you know, yeah a big time yeah, and yeah. also people go the radar, you know all that you like the oh.
1: school survivors <laughs>
0: we are we are we are we are and um, we actually got the honour to be together in uh, the Witch of Edmonton and you were my gorgeous familiar my, I was my your beautiful dog I was
1: literally walk. your dog and you were the Witch of Edmonton <laughs> so much
0: fun that
1: was a great play
0: it was awesome you were the most phenomenal gymnast you were like climbing up yeah, that like I'm... pylon what even was that that was I
1: don't know if I was an actor in it I was <laughs> definitely a contortionist gymnast <laughs> it, I was in a different show than everyone else. <laughs> So do you have any funny memories from that time?
0: Um, The most exciting parts were, and also craziest parts, were the bedroom exercises. Everyone
1: brings a bedroom exercise to the table. Because they
0: were just so nuts. Like, when I look back at them, I'm like, they obviously were crucial because they helped you form the idea of, like, your characters and everything like that. But but it was just, I've never, ever done anything like it before. And the things that you were required to do and, like, I actually did love it and I loved watching people. I couldn't wait to watch other people. Or oh, yeah, yeah. fucking dreading me on obviously. Um but when um I did it, we did uh Three Sisters by Chekhov and um I had to play Marsha, who is like the like, sassy, very fierce, strong, bullish kind of sexy character. And I, I was the youngest in our year, very young in, in every single way. And I think they made me play that character on purpose just to get some yeah. dumb shit out of me or something. And I remember I had to do the bedroom exercise and I had to like crawl around like a lioness and all this kind of stuff. And you just feel like, yes, it's, of course you're doing that. And I was like, I feel like such a silly sausage. But then our amazing acting teacher at the end, he just was like, I'm not really getting it. I'm not really getting anything. And, um, he was just like, why don't you, how about you roll a cigarette? And I let you roll a cigarette. The
1: audacity. The audacity.
0: And I'm not acting like I've ever even smoked one, never even smoked one let alone knew she how to roll she was fresh
1: from Lincoln at 18 <laughs>
0: she was she was a fresh looking lass. never even I didn't even know tobacco came in a pouch I just thought you could only buy the straights oh I gosh. know I did my first experience straights, <laughs> straights. but um, basically I was like okay I don't know what to do but it was um, gorgeous Jack from my year who had a tobacco patch and he handed it to me he was like, you know, they were like who's got a tobacco patch so he handed it to me and they were like right roll it and I acted like I knew
1: what the hell oh they'd gosh, given she's me she's there then, doing origami origami baby a <laughs> S- swan literally. came out <laughs>
0: if only that had because I didn't know that the, there was a filter they'd handed it all to me and I just started like putting the tobacco in the thing and then like rolling it you know when you roll to it like fair, uh, I'm a bad sushi at, roll I'm
1: bad at that as <gasps> well I, I'm, sad, I, I would be plaiting it. it you know yeah. setting it on fire oh my
0: god just yeah just making
1: an in installation
0: so basically I didn't put the filter in it was just an absolute nightmare of a thing and they were all they all knew I didn't really know what I was doing but I always had to act all sexier but I just remember it was so hilarious because they were all after a while I think they all just started like sniggering and then the teacher was just like okay okay stop stop, 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 Why your head because I was about to light it. No filter in it. The fucking, st- the whole tobacco was like, in my mouth. For, for safety. <laughs> for let, safety, let's, which stop. Is love. let's stop now. Yeah. I-, I always remember like other people's as well and think like the stuff they did is... I mean, if really I saw annoying.
1: one more person get naked and have, yes. have a fucking prison shower with a bowl of water. You <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> what I mean? <laughs>
0: I remember even on day one we were in leotards running around in tight and you look back and you think would you do it now? I don't think I'd be capable of doing half the stuff. I think I'd be too self-conscious. Well I
1: think it's one of those things that you can only really go through once as well. That's true. I always have this fancy of like auditioning for drama school now. Mm. Oh my god. Like after being (sighs) there but like with a different name. I'm going to have to audition twice now. They get in. She's gay. She's mixed-ray. She's got got everything going on. I've got dyslexia.
0: Oh, my God. Also, the most talented angel on the block, obviously. So, that's the main reason. Selling Christmas decorations. (laughs) Um,
1: So, talking of selling Christmas decorations, what's your worst normal job?
0: So, like many of our, lot, even from our year alone, we all sought to do the sort of temp job-jobbing, which you have to do as an actor. Um, I did work at the coffee shop in the drama school for two or three months, which I really Really enjoyed and then went for this job where you had to sell perfume and makeup and all that kind of stuff. Yes. So we all know I've this. done it. We've done it. And I did it on and off for about two or three years. So I think it was about three years all in all. Um, And, you know, working at Debenhams, jogging selfies and all that. And like, there was some fun elements. House of failure. House of failure, honey. House of yes. <laughs> And then um Harrod, yeah, did that job and I just found it just so strange as well because it was like it's super materialistic obviously but it's also like you've gone from this world of like you're talking about your emotions and you're getting to play these fantasy, yeah, fantasy <laughs> things and now you're literally stood on like a cold shop floor with the new Armani yeah. fragrance and almost because the job isn't too hard so it almost makes it harder because you're just standing there and never wait wish time away like oh I God, did on babe, that job I did <gasps> it in Selfridges
1: I did it in Harrods I did it in Debs I, yeah, did, I, I she's done Oxford Street she's done all Oxford Street me, me
0: too I even remember being carted out to like Stratford you know we need you in the I Debenhams mean, in Stratford and I didn't stuff even know like that, that. Westfield. Actually, I was I did, doing that. It. I, even around. I did the one
1: near Bank like House of Fraser near yes, Bank and things. yes I
0: did that and um yep.
1: I remember once there was a, a woman there who, her grandmother used to read the palm or the tea leaves or something of the Queen Mother.
0: No way. And
1: she was like, You're going to be a writer.
0: Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Which is true. You can do anything, though. You're like a writer, you're an artist. You can do it all. You so can that come makes back. sense. You and I can bitch. come back. Yes. You can come back. Get me in these walls. <laughs> it was the worst, but also it's like it was necessary. And I actually find now I look back at it and I think it's just so hilarious. Do you
1: but... know, you, the people that you meet, though, like I met one yes. of my really good friends who I used to live with. Mm-hmm. In Selfridges, we used to work for Coty, which was Mark Jacobs, Vera Wang, yes. my friend Nikki, and we were so poor. Mm. She would bring, oh my God, this is disgusting, but <laughs> we would just joke. We'd go to the canteen on our break mm-hmm. and she would have defrosted white bread with like lunch and meat and egg in the middle. <gasps> oh no, not with that egg in it. Well. Fucking Ooh, a trash. I'm it sorry, like it Nikki. Get any worse. Nikki, egg. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to. We're you
0: for your end. <laughs> you can only afford,
1: like, a dessert.
0: And I also know, like, when I go into those stores now, now that I'm, like, I haven't done it in, like, obviously, like, five or six years, but I now know when I, those girls come up to me and those boys come up to me and they're like, um, new new fragrance from Givenchy, has tones of... I'm like, honey, you don't know what you're talking about because I didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. I very much know. You it's, don't include what i Don't get your makeup tone. done because it's, yes. bitch,
1: it's bitches like me doing it. This <laughs> hun
0: was hired two days ago. She doesn't <laughs> even know what lip liner is, but she's about to sell you 40 quid, like, She's on the Theater course. Yeah. No. She's she's there doing your contour, she's trying to get into bird. But 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 then it's also fabulous because you sort of learn on the job as well. But I, I now yeah. It was almost acting in itself because when I had to do the makeup job, so I worked at like Laura Mercier, and I loved it. And I do actually love makeup and all that stuff. So in a way I was well, quite comfortable too. and I, yeah, both of us and just And I'd love be like, it. What
1: could I nick from this fucking store to- <laughs>
0: What can I take? Which shade of taupe Apparently, eyeshadow is? Allegedly,
1: mine? it's a joke. It's a joke. I, God, didn't mean
0: it. I remember being like, you had to improvise because there you have somebody, you know, like a working person going, "I need, I need a full wedding makeup look tonight. I need, I need you to tell me exactly what products." And work. you're like, and Karen,
1: I, you sit down in that I chair. Know. and Let's get to it.
0: I don't know which foundation is best for your oily complexion, hand, <laughs> but like Sit down and we'll we'll improvise. Like. Um, do you know what? I used
1: to love doing gift wrapping? I oh, love gift wrapping. That's nice. I loved it. I loved oh, it. I loved it. But I tell you what, if I get a whiff of fucking um, days. <laughs> (laughs) mark jacobs it throws me into an ablify the likes of which i haven't (gasps) known since 2006 (laughs) what is your funniest audition
0: oh my god funniest audition oh god oh my gosh so yes I do have this so I'm more of a jazzy singer than I am she's maybe a musical da, 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 da. she's oh. a she's like a little Ronnie Scott situation Um, but basically I um had a musical theatre audition for it was like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves it was like quite early on I was like I have to get this I have to get this so bad <laughs> I was like so she needs Snow White and basically um, they, they said sort of bring your own song and I, I didn't know any musical theatre songs not properly and then I thought well, maybe I'll go for me meatloaf bat out of hell because it does have oh a high range and i hardly listened to meatloaf I had to, I had to literally learn the song in like two days yeah. because they were like it has to be rocky as well whoever has this has okay. to have a rocky voice i thought oh my god so there i'm like, like I'm out of hell." the key was completely different and i'm not musical i didn't know how to you are musical but, but as in i can't i can't read music and i don't okay. know about octaves and I've on an five. e flat you got yeah exactly i'm like i have to be real babe i was like can it just be lower lower i just like, <laughs> whatever lower is can yeah. you give me that i
1: need the whole song in one octave in
0: one octave so anyway, they went lower and I thought, okay. And then, so we did like the first like little bar, like literally like I sang for 10 seconds. I went, oh, can I go lower? Yeah. And I asked for that. And then all of a sudden though, I realized like halfway through there is still a massive key change. Like it still goes. Absolutely insane. And I completely messed it up. And it was just. Terrible. At the end, and they were kind of looking towards the door for like when they could kind of like let me out. It was just so bad. And you were singing thinking, and they were looking at the
1: door like, get, bitch, get out. Get around,
0: get around. But now that I'm older, I feel like I wouldn't be as frightened of getting absolutely perfect. Right? Singing
1: is one thing that makes me very nervous. Oh, it's terrifying.
0: It's terrifying. Because also, when I go and watch shows on the West End, I see people and they belt these beautiful, and their voices are absolutely out of world So mm-hmm. I'm only comparing myself to them and thinking, why, well, if you want that out of me, I don't know. I, anything, I don't feel you know if you're like
1: me, but inside of me, I'm like, if, I, if only someone unlocked the true potential that oh. I have, I would be a young Whitney.
0: Young Whitney. That's
1: a fantasy. But yeah, in I, my mind, I'm like, if only I had the right teacher.
0: Oh, my <laughs> God. And then all of a sudden, she'd be like, Oh, <laughs> hey, when I'm
1: by myself, it's, <laughs> it's the eighth wonder of the world.
0: When she's in the shower, she has the hydration, the aloe vera, the gel, But, I mean, when push comes, comes to out. shove,
1: it's... <laughs> oh,
0: it's, something. it's a different
1: story. You did do Last Kingdom.
0: I did. So I did a filming job in um, Budapest for a few years, like on and off.
1: I can't believe really you did fun. that job for such a long time. Such a
0: long time. Amazing. And it was amazing. Like It was so awesome. And you like, did
1: play an older lady in it, didn't you? I
0: did. I was a grandmother by the end, honey.
1: You loved to play an older woman, even at drama school.
0: Literally. And I actually loved all that stuff. like Because I was like one of the youngest in the year, you know, just turned 18. And because of that, I think they wanted to challenge us. So we were always like the older people. But in a weird way, it put me in good stead for those roles that I then got out of drama school because yeah then I had to learn how to be this like battle axe kind of character super pious super old and strong and revered Um, and I yeah I loved it so I'd say that's probably one of my favorite creative jobs I only have a little story of like there's me trying to play this old Nana I basically got told I could go off and go to this wedding and with filming they can just call you back at a drop of a hat so there she is she's gonna get her acrylic nail extensions so this show Last Kingdom is set like 890 AD um, and I thought I had a good couple of weeks off so I flew back from Budapest Went and got my acrylic nails done, went to a wedding, be like, whoop, whoop, whoop. And all of a sudden, literally after the wedding, get this call at like six in the morning. We need to fly you back tonight, darling. We need to fly you back. And I was like, oh, because they changed the scenes around all this. So I was like, uh oh. And I had these like acrylic nail extensions, like living my best life, but also like, this is not giving me sex I illness. hope they were
1: disgusted. I hope they had like <laughs> Hello Kitty on They yours. nearly did. Yeah. It was
0: a situation. And we're not just talking baby pink, we're talking fuchsia, we're talking hard. Yeah, yeah.
1: Pink. I want glow in the dark. We
0: want glow in the dark, we want it neon, darling. And so then I, I didn't have enough time to get them like drilled off so I flew back to Budapest and I didn't tell anyone and I kept my hands under my ass the entire time and of all the scenes they then like got that I had to do I had to hold a baby and and <sighs> this little baby was a real baby and it kept crying and crying and crying throughout the scene and I had nails buried underneath the blanket she was digging her nails yeah. into this child this poor child <laughs> this fucking
1: child
0: cry <laughs> it, cry but it also I was just like I need to hide these acrylic nails because this is not the loop and then all of a sudden they were like oh Eliza to get the baby to stop crying what they would do back in the day you know you kind of put your knuckle in there the cat Oh, like, as a little dummy a and I thought oh no
1: this is and taking a turn she's knuckling a baby a
0: and literally on a HD camera there I am with my knuckle and my <laughs> acrylic pink glittered nails is it in the scene and it's in scene and then all of a sudden the whole production stopped they were like stop 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 because you could see it they could pick up anything and they were like what
1: the fuck what?
0: and they then and there you know time is money on these film sets They're they like, literally
1: got, hammer, they got
0: hammer babes. they did four makeup artists came up and they were livid they were so mad they were like why wouldn't you tell us why did you even get these done and I was like oh my god I thought I had a good two Weeks, I thought they would grow out. I literally was like, I had no idea, and they were like, "You can never ever do that on a job like this." You know, you've still got months to go. You should never have got these. Oh, I was like, "Absolutely." Shit. So I learned a she big. She just lesson. to be a young woman. She to be a young woman in between being an old sex and queen, and so they literally hammered them bad boys off. I remember them all being so mad at me because I'm a glam girl at heart. You are like, such a
1: glam girl. It's like funny it. that you play these parts like Witch of mm. Edmonton. Like, what was the thing we saw you in, the was play? It, I saw you in.
0: The, was it the daughter-in-law kind of no, my older it, character in the West
1: End? But, um, oh,
0: but in the Windsors. The Windsor. Yeah. Oh, I loved that. And that was, again, like, it, she was a lot more fab, though, I Who was it? was the um, She was Princess Eugenie. So, I just oh like that. It's like, everything was so posh, like, over the top. Big, <laughs> got an easy, Fantastic. <laughs> Fabulous. So, that was my just, like, silly moment on a, That's on a creative play. job. Yeah.
1: What is the last good book play exhibition well, that you could recommend so or that you've seen? My
0: fave thing was a film I actually saw on an aeroplane. And I'd heard of, about it because it came out years ago. And I remember just thinking, oh, you know, and I love Jessica Chastain. I and it was her. The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Joey, have you seen that? Yes, I have. <gasps> oh my she God. won an Oscar for
1: it, right? She won an Oscar for yeah. it. And
0: I hadn't seen it yet. And I love Andrew Garfield as well. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch this within literally three minutes I was like this is sensational she's amazing <gasps> she's amazing I oh, watched
1: Zero Dark Thirty the other day oh
0: that's sensational she's wow. fucking
1: incredible she can do
0: anything In the help she's just the best thing you oh just know God. that
1: like Meryl another yeah, icon yeah, yeah. like you just <sighs> you can tell that she's just so intelligent
0: absolutely and could do anything and actually she's quite larger than life like her acting style is big she's just so brilliant at anything and I saw that Eyes of Tammy Faye and I thought there's no way these people actually looked like that or existed like that because as the, sh- the movie goes on the 80s crazy like makeup the, the makeup. Air. But it's true. They actually. Like, that's me now. Like the,
1: <laughs> that's me going out on Sunday.
0: Oh my God. With that. With that, the the mascara.
1: But it almost looked like a melted clown.
0: It did. But she liked it that way. And I remember they they did a, a sort of bit at the beginning where they were trying to sort of like pare down that the opening makeup. opening scene, right? Opening scene. And she's like, oh no, no. I like it like this. This is the way I have it. Yeah. And they were like, oh, okay. You know, just oh, wow. And goodness. she really looked like that. And I love that she always opens her Diet Coke with like a nail file because she always had, again, long acrylic nails. Maybe. I am turning into the you eyes are. of Travis. And Enjoy I drink it. diet coke up yin yang.
1: <laughs> what is your beauty tip?
0: Oh my gosh, a beauty tip. Because she is a beauty queen. I she loves her beauty, she loves her maquillage. But I would actually say, I was thinking about it in this morning, I was like Sleep. Because I have got horrific insomnia. Anyone that knows me, me, too, me and too. you're the same, Bubba. Like we are the same and like anyone that's ever met me is like, oh my god, your sleep is atrocious. And it really is. I don't know why, but like I so envy people and my mother's like this. She can literally close her eyes and she's asleep. Oh my god, I for hate seconds, those people. I would say if you can, just try to sleep, even though I'm saying this to myself more than anything as beauty tip. But it's it's hard, can especially I just for say? yeah.
1: Oh my god, I realize that I say can I just say all the time. <laughs> I fucking can I just get say? that nail and just slash my throat? <laughs> one thing that i realize is i can't sleep i'm such a yeah. bad sleeper Oh hon, if she's paid hundred pound for a ticket to the theatre, boom, lights out, <laughs> literally. Or if I'm not supposed to, oh my god, oh, then you sleep.
0: Another beauty tip is only because also because I love a bit of um glam. Um, because she doesn't sleep, she's also pale because now she's anemic, so she needs some fake tan. So what I learned is like when you have your fake tan, mitt, always put like latex gloves on underneath the tan mix. Even though the mitt could be thick, it still permeates the the mitt. And then you and with that, my tip is for your hands. It's always about the hands because that's the dead giveaway. That's the Somebody grabs your hand, like, oh, babe, like, which just happened mm-hmm. to me. Be- hundreds You're like, of like has been digging mud. And so basically I um I for that I always then put you put it all over your hands, the actual summer body, but then you get some normal clear moisturizer, anything body moisturizer, face moisturiser, and then also put that all over your hands. And I swear to God, that makes it look like a natural she normal hand. It. She dilutes it and that's the only way to do it and actually properly put it on but mix it with the normal moisturizer. And as I said, with the latex gloves under the mitt just to like protect those hands, honey, we do not need like umpa lumper like we
1: don't need sasquatch. Uh, no,
0: we don't we don't need Donald Trump Hands. Super orange hands, tiny little, tremendous orange hands.
1: Tiny little
0: <laughs> tiny little what's that? What hands? Dick. No. Oh, <laughs> tiny little dick, of course. I mean that goes without saying.
1: <laughs> um, in Donald's you can tell me your your funniest <laughs> rehearsal memory.
0: Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So, Feel rehearsals, nice. again, a wonderful rehearsal. Well, actually, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking it was actually well, not even a really rehearsal moment, but more like, do you remember the schools tour we had for- um oh, Yeah, we were in the same we one. We were in the same one. It was much to do about nothing. I just remember there was a bit of a costume faux pas, and basically the um designer really wanted like a made-in-Chelsea vibe, because remember we were doing like a really oh posh God. version of like Much Do. and her vision was to have Beatrice, who I played in like, for some reason, nude-coloured skinny jeans, and I remember oh just being God. like- this this is not a bit of You know me, Joey. I love a, a skirt. She loves a flowy dress. Yeah, yeah.
1: She's and, very um, flowy. She's a
0: very flowy kid. And then all of a sudden, not only, it was like skin-colored, nude-colored, skinny jeans. And I begged and begged and begged and begged not for that to happen. And they were from Primark. And they were just, they didn't do a lot. Like, the mm. amount of jelly that she has, the mold wasn't exactly holding it in place. So not only do I look naked, completely <laughs> naked, like oh, my bottom half is completely naked. We go to these school and we know that like, kids are savage. They're savage. They don't have to be polite. They don't have to. They will tell you what they think and every time I would like walk out as this and i meant to be like, you know, bitches or whatever, I was naked in their perspective naked from the waist down and every school we went to I remember them going oh my god oh my god oh
1: my god what's she wearing
0: (laughs) and I remember it just being like the most horrific thing I dreaded each school we went to I dreaded and then we then did it on stage and I still had to wear I think nude coloured jeans and I remember my mother being like oh they were not the one you didn't look that great in those I'm not gonna lie (laughs) she will tell me Edie will let a bitch know Edie knew and she was like they're not the ones and it was also the first time the agents kind of came to see you it was the first like industry moment and i remember just being like well i look naked
1: i mean Um, that's one way to engage people with shakespeare and people (laughs) say do you remember this that happened at school whatever Mm -hmm. and i'm it's like i wasn't there my memory is so fucking bad it's like you know? No, wait.
0: Do you remember that play That Do you remember?
1: Yeah, doing I do it, remember because I remember yeah. fucking it up. Do you have any superstitions?
0: My thing is, I have to go through my lines no matter what it is, go through every single line, either before going on stage. And I mean, like, going through it again and again and again. Yeah, yeah. And I would freak myself out about it and, like, have to do it. And even any, like, filming stuff, I'd go through everything. But for theatre, oh my gosh, that idea of you're up there. And if you get it wrong, you've got to improvise, you've got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would scare the little and also, out you, at me.
1: And you, also, if you're going to improvise, you need to know that character inside Compl-
0: out. Completely. So that would be like my biggest superstition.
1: What advice do you have for people? Out I there? would
0: say, and there's so many people, like actors that I see, they all like define themselves via their success, whether they're successful or not, and this and that, and like, and mm. you're here one minute, you're getting employed there one minute, and then you're not, and then you're da, da, da. But then to define yourself based on that, I feel like it's just it's just so we're just being so cruel to ourselves in that way, and it's yeah. just like we're just human beings on this planet. We're all here for a bit, and then we to beat ourselves up about, oh, we haven't got this right now. and there's, there's just so many more important things going on. And of course, I'm not saying, because everybody cares about the profession. Everyone wants to do well. Everyone wants to do also what they enjoy. And, you know, people are ambitious. But there is a sense of like defining yourself, being like, I'm only happy when I'm, work. I'm only happy when I'll get that job. I'm only happy when I'll get that. Even that doesn't always bring happiness. And, you know, sometimes you see a lot of really successful people. You look at them and you think, oh, they must be over the moon. But weirdly, they're not. Even that happened, you sort of think, yeah. well, gosh, if they're not ha- happy after getting this, then where do you draw the line? In a way, you have to find. It's
1: so true. Yeah,
0: you just—I feel like you just have to find your joy in so many other things rather than just on this one career. They
1: say um, the best day of getting an acting job, the best
0: moment is when best... you hear you got it. Yeah, when you then... hear
1: you get mm-hmm. the, when you find out you get the job is yep. the best day of the acting job.
0: It's so true, and then and then the rest is the terror. Go, oh my gosh, I'm actually gonna have to do this. Oh my gosh, these people think I. am yeah, capable yeah. Blah blah and blah, then, blah. And
1: then what's next?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then what's next? And then you think, well, that will end in. However many weeks And so that's why The older I've gotten The more I'm like Actually it's all the little In between things It's all the like And you can find joy In so many other things it, it, it shouldn't define Who you see yourself as I guess
1: I remember once I was in a club And I was with a guy That I worked with At the Old Vic We went out And he was with Some musical theatre people yeah. And he was like Oh my god she, This girl had just Found out she got a job Yeah, And I was like oh my god amazing what is the job because they were making such a big deal out of yeah. it literally a song and dance I think we were at fucking freedom yeah yeah um, and <laughs> she went she did the thing that I hate the most where mm. she went oh my god I, I can't say I'm so sorry I can't say but it's amazing yeah I'm like no one cares as much as you <laughs> no one cares as much as you and you're not going to jump
0: on Twitter and then tell all the world I know, that so And then what you think so I'm going to so so do they
1: get to fucking TMZ I know. Also, just don't bother saying it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If
0: you could get that precious.
1: For such a long time, I wanted to get into drama school. Did do, yeah. do. I thought when I get in, mm. I will be a heightened being. I'll be closer to God. Mm-hmm. My world perspective will change. I will know things in the universe that other people don't know. The yeah. next level will be unlocked.
0: And I'll never be unhappy again, and I'll be the happiest person yeah. in the world. Yeah, get yeah, in yeah.
1: And you have a breakdown.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Completely, completely. And you lose all sense of yeah. who you are. Blah, blah, blah. And then our industry in itself, like I thought about it more and more is that we are, of course, we know we are the product, we are the business, we are the service, if you like. And actually, not many other jobs have that where it's so personal. Like, because let's say you're like a bank teller, you, you can be who you want to be, but also the service you provide is outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. In the, it's for the bank. It's for the bank. And of course, it's skills that you require. They're from your own brain and everything. But it's not as personal as like your eye color is wrong and your weight is wrong. To Literally pick apart every single uh, physical and mental thing about yourself.
1: Perform a trauma hand. Perform
0: a trauma, <laughs> honey. Yeah. That's why we're here.
1: Um, <laughs> what is your funniest on-stage memory?
0: Oh my gosh! Or traumatic. Automatic! Oh my gosh! Let me even see whatever. Oh my gosh! Okay, so I had a very funny moment actually on stage in the Windsors. In the Windsors, so we were at the Prince of Wales Theatre, and it was on the West End. It was so much fun, and we were playing these like super posh characters. So it's like based on the royal family, but it's like the super sardonic, 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 sardonic um, version. Everybody's it's beyond heightened, and they've made up the most ridiculous sort of scenario. So it was a lot of fun. But basically, in this massive theatre, we were all mic'd and. Weirdly, our mics—the line of our mics, or whatever—got hooked up to a local cab station, so it was really weird. <gasps> every that. time we spoke, it was like surround sound around the theater. So every time I was like, "Oh my gosh, Beatrice!" Like talking like that, all of a sudden the whole entire theater would—you'd hear like, "You want my okay?" I've got like a two-four-nine on such and such street, and it was so loud. It was like a, a phantom from like e- the East End had come into the thing. Mm. Was like talking like that, and basically every phantom, <laughs> phantom of the taxi rank, <laughs> of the taxi rank, and so the audience were really confused and we were so shocked. Anyway, I was on the stage with um, the gorgeous Je- uh, Jenny Rainsford, who played my sister, and we were just there, just the two of us, and all of a sudden, right, I could get a pick up on, got several straight, you could do, and it was getting louder and louder, and the audience were laughing at first, and then it dawned on them that this was not supposed to happen oh, because God. we were trying to do that on top of like, okay, I might have got another one. I've yeah. like,
1: <laughs> ordered an Uber <laughs> to come and take you to the palace.
0: It's just the Addison Lee rocking up right now, it's yeah. just the Free Now. That I've ordered, just trying to get some room for my Gucci trunk (laughs) and my Pomeranian. (laughs) And so basically, after like. Another three minutes of this, it was getting weirder and weirder and we didn't know what it was. We just heard this muffling. Oh, yeah, you, is, yeah? It's a fucking joke, mate. It's a fucking joke. And out of nowhere, and I was wearing these really, really high heels, this stage manager came on and she just scared the crap out of me and I didn't see her coming because we were like looking out towards the audience doing our thing and then she just appeared like beside me and I got so scared, I tripped and like like fell kind of like backwards oh onto the you did stage. Gemma Collins. I fell backwards and it was just like, oh my God.
1: If you could play any character in cinematic history okay. who would it be
0: <gasps> that's such a fabulous oh my gosh that's such a good question i did steal that <gasps> in something
1: i saw on instagram oh
0: my god i love it i quite love I, I like a villain so she's not necessarily a cinematic character but she's a theatrical character that could base cinematic um I love a little bit of lady Macbeth. i almost feel like doing a character like that would be amazing yeah. um but yes so maybe like a lady Macbeth
1: situation Are you ready for your 10 questions? I'm
0: ready, Joey.
1: A drop of sweat literally just fell into my (laughs) teeth.
0: If anyone can see us right now, we are in a fleeced.
1: This is Cabin in the Woods. This is
0: Cabin in the Woods. Alpacas might as well be laying on top of us at
1: this point. What is your favourite word?
0: Favourite word is soiree. It's a good word.
1: What is your least favourite word?
0: Polyp. Oh! You shuddered. Isn't it awful? It's awful. Because not only is the word bad, the sound of it, but even what it is, like if someone has a polyp on the oh, oh, it's bad, it's bad. I can't say it again. I really can't say it again.
1: This is one that I've (laughs) added in. But what animal is most like you?
0: (gasps) Oh my God. Oh my God. Maybe like a little badger or something, like something that just sleeps badly and is kind of like chunky and cute.
1: I think you'd be like a puppy because you're so like um, energetic.
0: Definitely a puppy. Many people have called me that before. You know how some people are cats in this world and some people are dogs? You are a straight up gorgeous, sexy cat, feline phenomenon, yet lady of the the pussies. Lady of the pussies.
1: And I'm such a puppy
0: dog. Um,
1: What turns you on?
0: Uh, Kindness, sweetness, and silliness. For fuck's sake. And, and humor, like such a human silliness, silliness, big time.
1: Yeah, being able to laugh at yourself is one yeah. might tell him just how it's sh. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> What turns you off?
0: I feel like any kind
1: of intensity. What sound or noise do you love?
0: I love, I have a little dog called Tuco and he's a little Pomeranian and when, because my mother feeds him um, his own like human food every night. So if she's having steak, he gets steak. If she's having shepherd's pie, he has to get a bit of shepherd's pie. And if he doesn't get it at the exact bloody time he wants, he goes, he like howls. And And that's your sound. And it's the most ridiculous sound and I just love it.
1: My mum has a cat called Ruby. He doesn't like cat food. He's almost yeah. like a vegetarian cat. So she'll make a fucking omelette for him every day. Oh
0: my God, that's insane.
1: What is your favourite curse word? Bollocks. What profession other than yours would you like to attempt?
0: I think I'd have loved to be a primary school teacher or a makeup artist. Like, but like proper makeup artistry is in like all the glam, all the drag and also all the like um, prosthetics and scarring and all like everything you could possibly do with makeup. I'd love to learn all that.
1: What profession would you not like to do?
0: Chef. I love food, but my God, I've never seen anything so stressful. I could yeah, never. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Oh my god, the standards, that everything, the, the speed, it would make you like hate food, surely, by the end.
1: When I was like um, I think eleven or twelve, I used to live with a chef and he was insane.
0: It is it is hardcore because people dining out they expect so much that, if, especially if it's an you know, expensive restaurant that pays so much, and I just think, oh, I couldn't do it, I couldn't do it. And I burn that soup. All
1: that effort for what? I need you to tell me the next two, because you do an amazing hyacinth bouquet impression. I hope she's with you today. Oh, my God, yes. You need to tell me your... Um, what was it? Oh,
0: my God, my favorite, my least favorite sound. Okay, so most hated sound. The former president's voice. So I'm going to do it right now because I'm also on the same boat, but at the same time, I like to, to actually do it now and then. I like to actually try and perform it and uh, do the voice. So we, we hate this voice, but we're going to do it on the podcast. Richard! No, I'm not going to the candlelight supper. I'm going to the performer trauma podcast with Joseph Ricey. And he's the most phenomenal, talented human being on the whole planet. We've had the most special, riveting, phenomenal time on the Performer Trauma podcast today. I have been Hyacinth Bouquet at the Bouquet Residence. This has been the sensational Joseph Ricey for Performer Trauma podcast featuring uh, Eliza Butterworth. I went to a bit Boris Johnson then. Don't go outside, but do go uh, uh, outside. <laughs> Love it. Cute!